Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the podcast where we had high hopes to (laughs) record last week, but I decided to sell my house and Taylor Swift decided to launch Speak Now, Taylor's version. And there was just like, the atmosphere couldn't handle that is basically what I'm saying. So my name is Caroline. And my name is Mallory. I, uh, at the time we canceled last week on recording, we sort of were like, oh yeah, Caroline, you're, you're showing your house. That's like real heavy. Uh, and then the next day Luke's rash from his hand, foot and mouth broke out. So, you know, I was carrying something yeah. silently that night and didn't even know. <laughs> so I'm glad I went to bed early instead of staying up, having a, a chat with you, but here we are today. Well, listen, I also had to apologize to you last week because I like listed all the reasons that I, it was not a good time <laughs> for me to record. And like, I don't love trauma bonding and I really don't love trauma porn, but that is like what happened to me last week. So uh, like I said, we listed our house right before the 4th of July and we had 25 showings last week, which was fine. But last summer, I felt like I had overscheduled my children with camps. And so I like intentionally built in off weeks of camps this summer. Very exciting. Last week was an off week from camp. Uh, hmm. Also, our hmm. nanny, it was an off week for her from our <laughs> lives, uh, which was like very exciting to ha- have a full-time job, a working husband also, and mm-hmm. four children under the age of nine at home while we were trying to keep our house show ready. And then Molly Sutton decided, you know, when it would be fun to get strep Yeah, right now. So... Yeah. That was good. And I probably took her out in public more than like I should have. But I was like, you've had a taste of amoxicillin in your mouth. Therefore, you're not contagious anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Again, questionable ethics by me. But um, here we are with the house under contract. Yay! A child who's healed, a nanny who is back. You know, here we are. And truly, I feel like with with those kind of things where you sort of, you sort of look around and you just say, this is... The moment I find myself in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, I felt nothing, which is probably like something to talk about. But sure. I was like, but on Wednesday, I was like, I don't feel overly stressed. I don't feel sad. I don't feel, I just feel nothing. And yeah. I have literally nothing to bring to the table to talk yeah. to you about because I, I am can't blank. think about anything. Exactly. Yes, yes, I am blank. And the only moments that I felt thrill was reading the headlines of the Daily Mail, which I don't know if you like ever do that as a hobby, but I cannot recommend it highly enough. I I do. I tried to stay away from British tabloids because of, you know, Kate and Megan things, but also they do a lot of uh, reporting on, on American celebrity gossip, not just royals, but yes. Yeah. Well, now Megan is just celebrity gossip. That's She's true. That's no true. longer a royal, but yeah. they do other news. So I work for a healthcare system, as I believe that I've alluded to. I don't know if that we've like officially <laughs> talked about that. Um, but part of my job in media relations strategy for a healthcare system is like staying abreast of national and international headlines as mm-hmm. it may pertain to healthcare. Let me tell you. Daily Mail is my favorite source for everything. And for a long time, when I was boarded a former corporate job, um, it was like an international footwear retailer. It was at like the height of blogs. So mm-hmm. um, friend of the pod, April Robeson, friend of the blog, Christina Marcelino. I read them all the time. Yeah. And Daily Mail became a great source for me because of, to your point, the celebrity gossip over literally nothing. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to find like a great example. What? Well, this is an 
audio podcast, so it won't work as well. Mm-hmm. But their use of caps locks in headlines. Oh, and, it's magnificent. <laughs> yes. Oh, and yeah. their, their headlines have no character limits. This one, <laughs> Titanic 5 knew their fate for an all caps minute before vessel, quote, popped like a balloon, claims expert. Colon, victims would have felt, quote, horror, fear, and agony as the five men piled on top of each other during 3,000 foot nosedive. That's the entire headline. Okay. I'm, I need to take a breath from that. Cause first off, I mean, we've covered this already, but like <laughs> truly catastrophic implosion on a list mm-hmm. of irrational fears. It's just moving higher up the list now. What a, it is. what a description that I like. I mean, thank you mm-hmm. daily mail for your poeticism. And also <laughs> what? what? There was also one of them like trying to find it. And it's weird that when I Googled this specific term, it didn't come up. There was a headline about Joe Biden's visit with King Charles. Okay. And, like, I think that we both equally dislike um, former President Donald Trump. And we haven't talked about each of our feelings about Joe Biden, but mine are not great. Like, I think that he's basically a buffoon who gets a lot of facelifts. But um, there was one Daily Mail article, I'm not going to be able to find it, where they call him Tactile Biden, which was like such an interesting, like, (laughs) sick burn descriptor. Hang on, I sent it to Hannah, so now I'm going to have to scroll and find it. But I'm like... What must I do in my life to be hired as a headline writer for the Daily Mail? Hang, hang on, I have to find it. And I know that this is like not a good use of our time. Um, and I sent it to her as an old person does by taking a picture of my screen Amazing. because it was on my work computer, and I don't have um, iMessage. Ugh, I can't find it, so that's okay. really a bummer. Um, but I will make it part of our episode notes, so cool. don't worry about that. Yeah, do that. I guess I used to think that like being a nail polish name namer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would be an ideal job, but it does sound like this would be really fun. I don't know. I I remember in college, I remember having a conversation. We were talking about a, you know a group of girls, and I were talking about some other person, and we're like, and one of them said, "God, I mean, she talks in bold and italics," <laughs> which was just That's such, nice. such a description of this this very effusive and dramatic, you know explainer of things. And I yes. feel like that's that's the similar energy of like an all caps, a no word limit, a yeah horror in a headline. I mean, it's like the antithesis of burying the lead. It's all there. <laughs> it is the entire lead <laughs> with, with some all caps for emphasis, but it'll be like, um, so-and-so takes the trash out wearing that dress. And I'm always like, I know what that, dr- I don't know what that dress is. Like it's it's a lot. Maybe okay. Our episode title will have to be written like a Daily Mail headline with oh, lots of all caps. Oh, I, I can't, can't wait. wait. I can't, I can't wait. wait. We're gonna we're gonna brainstorm on this. It'll so, be yeah. good. Well, that's great. Um, we have together a monumental week coming up, mainly tomorrow. Yeah, we haven't talked to Peloton in a while here on the podcast. I know. I feel it's like so woven into the fabric of our uh, <laughs> like public personas in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're 800. You're like three away from 800 and I'm six away. Six away from nine. Six, okay. <laughs> I was like doing the math from our text earlier. It's like, shit, what is that? I am now one away from 800 yes. and you allegedly are going to do five rides between now and tomorrow, which yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? 
Yeah. And here we are. My kids are both back in camp as of today. So I am first off, I have not felt this at peace since, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it sounds dramatic to say, because it's only what's today, July 12th, but like, I haven't felt this at peace since June. Oh gosh. (laughs) But really it's been like, it's felt like, I mean, like you were saying about last week with just so much that you look around in the midst of it. And it's like, this is fine. I am blank. It is Mm -hmm. going to be, and just sort of working myself through a lot of that last week of like, this is temporary. This is really hard right now. And it's temporary. Um, And I worked through all those like big feelings. And then today when we felt very back to normal, yeah. oh my God, I feel like I, Nothing can go wrong, which of course now I just said that out loud. So, you know, <laughs> Shisha, you hush your I'm going to like stub a toe or something, but, but yeah, it, uh, after, after incredibly high heat here in Connecticut and mm-hmm. just storms, luckily we did not get, we, we got storms. We did not get like the flooding that some parts of New York state yes. and definitely Vermont did. Mm-hmm. It's just been like a crappy couple of days, more so for many other people than me, but also Luke was writhing in pain with his, like just stuff like that where you're like, okay, this is on the continuum of horrible things. I know where my place is. It's pretty low and this is temporary, but I'm going to get through it. All of that like drama to say, keeping myself getting on the Peloton through all of that just really was, I mean, I know everyone's like, oh, it's for your mental health. It was integral to my mental health. It was so vital. Um, And even this past weekend, you know, Luke was pretty much better at this point. And Eamon, he had had his fever, but we were just like waiting for Mm -hmm. his rash to show up, just kind of in that weird, you know, other shooter drop kind of thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just make this huge um, for non-Pelotoners. You can basically, I would say make a playlist of different classes and they call it a stack. So you can stack a bunch of classes and what you, you know, you don't have to, you know, leave the screen to find another class. You can just you know, play next basically. And I made this huge stack and I got through a ton of different rides and it just, it was like, oh yeah, this is, um, this feels really good to move all to say, I have so much time to myself tomorrow because both (laughs) of the boys are healthy and are back with their friends and at camp. So I definitely will be able to, like, I may even do like a two a days of like some quick chill rides in the morning when I have time. And then we'll do our like celebration at night. Well, you know, my favorite new discovery is Hannah Frankson. Oh, um, a dream. She's an absolute dream. And um, my friend Brooke, who also rides, sent uh-huh. me a low impact one of hers today, which I tagged on for $7.99 tonight um, and said, I don't care what workout you're doing, add this one. And it was so lovely. So I'm going to okay. send it to you that you should okay. add to your stack for tomorrow. It's Good. only a 10 minute, but it's great. Love it. Um I will definitely add that. The one I sent you yesterday, the Camila ride, that was oh, like yes. mm-hmm. 2000s pop, um, like <laughs> Kelly Clarkson and Natasha Bedingfield, just like, oh, love it. Um, there was a, <laughs> I, Siri is like my uh, personal assistant, to be totally okay. honest. It's like okay. every single thing is, I can't say it now because my phone will like interrupt and do it, but like H E Y. Siri, mm-hmm. make make a new note. And I just use the notes app all the time to be like, oh, I have to remember this or hey, find this. A lot of times it like ends conversations with my kids where they're like, why can't we get face paint at like <laughs> eight o'clock at night? And I'm like, uh, hey, Siri, figure out, make a new note, buy face paint, 
tomorrow. (laughs) And they're they're like, oh yeah, she'll remember. And then nobody remembers tomorrow, but I've like got them off my dick about it. So (laughs) anyways, um, (laughs) sorry. So all to say, I often when there's like a phrase or a mantra or like something really meaningful that comes my way in a Peloton Mm -hmm. class, I will just do that. Obviously like panting, right? So (laughs) just panting. (laughs) (laughs) My very favorite one that like Siri misheard me was um, my greatest strength is my breath, you know, like getting through these intervals or whatever it was. (laughs) When I went back later to look at my notes app, it said my greatest strength is my breast. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, who... Siri misheard you. Truly. I mean, post breastfeeding, these, these, uh, these bags are a little saggier than they were at like 22 turning heads. But, but yeah, my greatest strength is my breast. All to say the one from the Camila yesterday was something to the, where I was like, Hey Siri, immediately was like, I need to get this one down. And it was something like, you know, a lot of like, just be here in the moment. This doesn't have to be the hardest workout you're ever doing. You don't always have to be finding something about yourself to change. Oh, I love that. I was like, oh, take me to church. Come yeah. here. That is such a, you know, it's something, it's something my therapist tells me all the time. Like, Mallory, mm-hmm. this is not something, this is not something we have to undo. This is not something to untangle. This might just be who you are and that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Uh, and just hearing it also, you know, from someone who I don't pay to tell me things about my mental health. Uh, she tells me, you know, I pay Camila a monthly member fee for her to tell me my belt looks cute, which, you know, but, uh, it was really, it was just really great. And I, and it, it recorded properly that. on my, on my dictation to Siri. <laughs> Siri got it. So. so you don't even have to change your breasts. Exactly. Or your breath. Yeah. Um, no, I think that that is really empowering. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. You don't have to be changing. I, um, follow somebody on Instagram who has kind of been on and off Instagram and in his back right now as a health coach, insert, you know, eye roll, whatever. But um, she wanted to open a conversation about stress, which I feel like is good. But it kind of comes down to this, like, are we always trying to change ourselves thing mm-hmm. where I am like, is there a lot of static that you're hearing when I stop talking? I'm hearing it. Anyway, um, she... No what I long feel about stress and I try to remember this is how I felt last week. Not all stress is bad. There are a lot of things like moving houses is like a very good, fun, great thing. We're very excited about. It doesn't lessen that there is stress, but it's also I'm walking into it by choice. I will ultimately get a great reward. I mean, hopefully out of doing this for our family. And so I think when we try to like rid stressors from our lives, that isn't necessary. Not all stress is bad. And so I have to remember, like, if I'm looking to like ease my burden, it doesn't mean removing all stress. It just means like keeping in perspective of that. I did learn something about myself during the home selling process. So I mean, many things, but only one that I'm choosing to like take to heart. So <clears throat> we are buying a house off market in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we are obsessed with our neighborhood. We love it. Um, we were trying to decide. We've really outgrown our house, but we love. We've been here for 11 years. We moved in as newlyweds and have now had four children, two cats and one dog. Mm-hmm. And um, one of whom I think is like ripping up tampons in my bag right now, um, which is like <laughs> fine. But um, 
we didn't want to leave our neighborhood because we have such a good group of, of friends and yeah. a community. We're close to our school, you know, all those things. Um, but we needed more space. So we had talked about potentially adding on. That was very expensive. We have a lot that we could do it. But living through a massive renovation for a year didn't yeah. sound like super fun. So anyway, a friend of a friend told us that um, a house was going on the market uh, across the neighborhood, but like joined by the creek to our current cul-de-sac. Oh. So our girls can still walk to their friends' houses and, you know, et cetera. Awesome. So I took um, cookies and a note over there to see if they would sell it to us off market. And it turns out they would. Etc. Um, so that's where we are now. Okay. So home selling has been an interesting process. The buying seemed like ridiculously easy. <clears throat> I can never ever be single again in my whole life. And I will <laughs> tell you why. <laughs> I do not ever want to hear a single bad thing about myself or my home or anything in my home. I took it so personally and not only that, I needed to hear that feedback, good or bad, within seconds of people losing my leaving my house. Mm. Like there's now an app that you can like book showings and you know, push notification. And oh, I'm like, gosh. I need to know, I need to know what you think. And so if they gave no feedback and it was just like undecided, I'd be like, what the hell does that mean? But then right. if they were like needs too much work. I'm like, you need too much work. You need too much work. It was, I have no chill about home selling as yeah. it turns out, nor do I not feel like my home is a deep reflection of my own self-worth apparently, because I'm like, yeah. if you mention that our windows that I know need to be replaced, need to be replaced, then I will kill you. Right. How dare you? Yeah, it's, it's insulting. insulting. Right. I shouldn't say on a podcast, less something happened to one of those people. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> but then I listened uh, – anyway, I was <laughs> – over the weekend, I listened to um, a Dr. Becky podcast and I don't mm -hmm. typically listen to her podcast. I yeah. don't listen to self, self-help self podcasts. I listen yeah. to like Dumois and <laughs> every album, Taylor Swift. Yes. But um, she had one with someone who's an expert, IBK. On, on things. Yeah, who – basically was talking about tidying your home and making your home work for you. You don't work for your home yeah. because your home is morally neutral. It reflects nothing about who you are as a person. Oh, have I you heard, heard this? I've heard. Yes. I want, um, I'm going to Google her name because yes, Rachel, Ruth, something, something. Um, I'll do that in a sec. I feel like I need to mute to type properly, but I heard her on Dr. Becky and I heard her on Forever 35, like oh, okay. a couple, a couple months ago, I want to say was like when the episode was, but it was, but just really that's her philosophy of, um, it's morally neutral. And my understanding with her is like, she has, I don't want to say mental health, but like maybe she's just like depression or she's neurodivergent. She, knows, so a she lot has of, ADHD. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. She was pretty open about that. ADHD yeah. Diagnosis. And like stuff that, stuff that makes sense or like stuff that, you know, people, the, the generic mm -hmm. collective people do these things in their home or homes look like this or function like this. And she was like, well, my brain doesn't. So I'm going to do it this totally different mm -hmm. way. Um, I, I remember hearing that episode. It was fascinating. And I totally philosophically agree with her that like cleanliness is morally neutral. The mm -hmm. status of my countertops, my floors, whatever, like it's morally neutral. It is a thing that you do. Yes. Um, or don't do. Or don't do. It or don't do. Right. I, um, I remember 
sending Mary Noda and I talk like exclusively on Voxer unless we're in person and just picking up my phone to be like, I listened to this podcast and this woman has this really interesting point of view on your home and tidying and cleaning and organizing. You got it. (laughs) Got it all the time. And, you know, coming up with systems that work for you individually, blah, blah. And this woman just gave this advice of, okay, so I'm going to do, this is how I do my weekly clean. (laughs) First, I pick up trash off the floor and I was like, Good God, are you <laughs> trash? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm you okay. Well, let's go to steps two, three, and four, and then we're gonna circle back to once once a week. You pick up trash on the f- trash <laughs> from your floor, and I remember being so horrified, and then also looking at myself and being like, uh, "Okay, you know, let me let me take the plank out of my own eye before commenting on the splinter." Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Trash just living on your floor for six days—that was yeah. But I have been humbled because uh, you know we have we don't have like a playroom separate than our family room, but a lot of times like. You know, what John and I will be using the family room for post bedtime is sitting on the couch and looking at a screen, you know, be be it his computer for work, be it the TV, we're watching something. So a lot of times the boys will do like a really interesting Lego creation or make a magnetile city and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, or train tracks everywhere. And they're like, we want to play with this again tomorrow. So it's like, all right, you know, we've like moved stuff out of the walking areas, blah, blah. So they don't clean up like all the way to the rug every day. And there was a whole, I mean, geez, even last week when they were sick, but just recently there was a time where I went like to, <laughs> I went to move, to like move the curtains. Um, so I had to go around this whole creation they made and behind it was just like a pile of tissues. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, well, step one is picking up the trash <laughs> off my <laughs> But you know what? My girls, um, are not supposed to eat in the playroom. Like that is the uh, rule. Yes. And yet multiple times a day, every single day they eat in the playroom. And I realize the real dysfunctionality of this rule is that I do not enforce it. That's the rule. And every single time I'm like, girls, you know, the rules that you're not supposed to eat in here. And they're like, yep, sure. And then we both just go about our day where I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, see, see you tomorrow. Okay. But Sometimes I guess they hear my my heavy footedness coming down the stairs in a more like irritable way in the morning. And so they will shove like yogurt <laughs> labels, oh, no. like yogurt cups, like oh. places. And we have had to keep our home show ready, which yeah. has been very easy with, you know, four kids and, and um, yogurt. Any, any number of young kids. Yeah. And um there was one day that I picked up the nugget to make it more presentable. And I was like, Oh my God, like (laughs) the, the fact that we don't have a greater infestation of things is huge, but it was also like, I wanted to rage at them. And then I was like, we equally just stare at each other and think, yeah, I dare you to do anything. And we're like, all right, well, don't forget. You're not allowed to do this as you do it every day. Don't do that. I know our, uh, our couch is, I think we bought it probably the first, we've been in our house eight years and we bought it within the first year. Um, But like the boys are, you know, uh, wrestling with it a lot more these days. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they're like, you know, they move the cushions to be a Ford and this and that. And, and I'm always like, please like, like Eamon loves to like squish him. So he'll like lie on the weird 
base uh-huh. on the couch with yes. the cushions on top of him. See, that and makes like, me feel like tactile Biden because I'm like <laughs> the crumbs that are underneath mine Ugh. that he is laying like on. I'm like film. It's Ugh. just I feel grime. And it and I feel so attacked like cleanliness wise, but also just like stop fucking with my cushions, dude. Like I don't <laughs> have the money to buy a new couch if you rip them or like yes. rip the, the fabric. And anyway, anyways. So he's on the couch today and he's his it was his first day back at camp. Like his last fever was Saturday. I've been so so good about keeping him away and then send it back to camp we come home and we, he like has time to watch one show and rest before we go pick up Luke from his camp because god forbid times align fine sure you have four I have two like you understand this uh the google calendar overlap so he's on the couch and like half of his body is on one cushion the other half of his body is under another <laughs> I was like Eamon could you please just get sit. I was like can you just get on top of the couch yeah. And, and listeners will not be able to see, but he does a lot of like, like airplane <laughs> traffic <laughs> controller yeah. hands yeah, yeah. a lot. And he just looks at me, he goes, mama, it's a waxing. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> and who are we to disagree? <laughs> and I, again, stared, bit my tongue. Cause I was like, you were the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it's a waxing. Which to those uninitiated in Eamon speak, it, he meant it's relaxing. relaxing like, yeah. It's relaxing for him to be on, you know, I mean, weighted blankets are a thing. I guess like squashing mm-hmm. your weevil butt in a couch cushion sandwich is also a waxing. So uh, it was so funny. I had to just, I had to walk away because <laughs> otherwise I was going to laugh in his face, be like, you're so cute. And I can't laugh when you do stuff like this, when I'm trying to get oh, you to comply. Sure. Because like, dang, he's going to get away with murder someday. Again, God forbid. But, you know, <laughs> I just... He's just so, ma, it's a waxing. It's a waxing. Well, that's like, my kids are so affectionate. And I yeah. know it's because I have been very affectionate with yeah. them. But again, to to my own fault, right? Like <clears throat> Because some number of them are forever like coming in our bed sometime during the night. And mm-hmm. usually they're very good. Like they just slip in, yeah. none the wiser. We wake up and, oh, surprise, there's oh, a, a child. There's, there's a commune in, <laughs> under the covers. <laughs> but lately they've been coming in and going, mom, mama, mom. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, can we lay on your stomach? And I'm like, why? <laughs> and they're like, because it's, because it's soft and warm. And I'm like, uh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's like, could you just give them the real estate app to be like, can you just give me no feedback, please? (laughs) No, no feedback needed on this. Thank you. Picturing like a hunk of Play-Doh microwaved, which is also soft and warm. And they're like, you know what I need right now? That soft, squishy dough. And so I'm like, this is also a waxing to lay here. Per, like pretend pregnant with an eight-year-old potentially yeah. on my stomach because my it is stomach. soft and warm for and, her and cozy and cozy it's and so funny because you're the I'll miss but you know I mean you have you have girls and I have mm-hmm. I, mean, I have Zoe but like different and also she's grown I'm not going to be spilling our yeah spilling our tea my boys are um I mean we're not like a walk around our house naked family, but like they see me come out of the shower. Like, yeah, they yeah. it's like, yeah, our bodies are different. I'm a woman, this and that. They not only have they both independently, Luke less so, but he was probably Eamon's age, Eamon's four, have like seen specifically my nipples and been like, uh-huh. huh, I like those. <laughs> Thank 
Thank you. Thank which, you. Like, which like, great. I remember the 14 months you nursed and wouldn't take a bottle. I remember. Yes. You really fucking like you, these. Yeah. Thank you. You have no idea. You have no idea how much you liked them, number one. And then they both independently and very sincerely have assured me that my penis will grow back. <laughs> Like a lizard tail, like right, or like a like a starfish that loses an arm and like it's gonna re- it'll regenerate, Matt. Don't worry, worry. just keep just keep believing in just yourself. Keep up hope. Keep up hope. And, That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, boys, there's the sweetest, and then also like, what? You're gross. Yeah. Well, the girls now like to watch me change tampons very closely because <sighs> we've made it like absolutely not taboo to talk yeah. about that. And so yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's been my here. period this week. So here we go. I remember one time when I was, I don't know, Anna Blair's age, maybe she's my six year old. Yeah. Discovering like an unflushed toilet that had period in it. And I was horrified. Oh, like, right terrified and so i've made it like not a thing and we have the kind of pipes that when you flush it makes the bathtub four hundred thousand degrees and so like sometimes you know we wait till after bathtub whatever um but i like like to talk about it so we don't like discover and so you know this is a tampon we Mm -hmm. use it you know every month because when your period it's when the egg isn't fertilized the whole thing and so now they're like can we watch you and i'm like (laughs) i mean if you wish Okay, but I did not ever know how to anticipate what it would be like to have a small audience gather. <laughs> I mean, I guess I had like interns watching me give birth, but like different. That was out, not in. Um, yeah, it is a bit different because they're like, "So where is it going?" And I'm like, "In my vagina." And they're like, "Okay, now what?" And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, now I mean, I guess safe. just watch now. Just yeah. watch this, and they're like, "How does it feel?" And I'm like, "Not worse than a pee." Okay. I mean, no. I don't. I, I'm like, fine. It's just, I don't know. It's amazing. I'm gonna make you so mad right now because from a previous, I, I guess I am the half of the co-hosts of the pod who use a cup and I heard and it's because of Hannah like I remember uh, her talking yeah. about it and I remember her grossing you out about it and I was like I am interested in this let me research and it has changed my life for the better that's all I'll say about that no but I, 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 me. <laughs> me. <laughs> you're like I'm ending this conversation Eamon watched me in the, wasn't even watching, was just like not giving me a freaking minute to myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I got to do this and then we'll go, I don't yeah. know, dig worms or whatever you want to do. And so and mine is blue and I'm just sitting there and blah, blah, blah. And I insert and then he goes, what? Where did that blue thing go? <laughs> Where did it disappear to you in Where? the and he's, mystery? And he's got this whole affect of like, like if we were, you know, when are we even going to Caroline's house? When, when are we even eating pasta? Like it's this very weird affect where he asks things in that way. So it's like, where did that blue thing even go? It's so, it's just so specific. Um, I'll end. That's incredible. I'll end the menstrual cup by saying, I Googled the woman's name. Her name is Casey Davis. Never would have guessed that. Rachel, not anything. Uh, well, that's yeah. nice. Congratulations, Casey Davis. Casey Davis. Um, and it's KC, like the letters KC, like Kansas City, not KC, like the other kind. Affleck. I couldn't <laughs> think of any Casey's Jesus. It's problematic. <laughs> um, well, I will say in defense of her weekly trash cart 
gathering trash gathering yeah. she does change her sheets every thursday which i do not do so she might have uh, trash but she does have cleaner sheets okay i do mine every sunday which like ew, I'm, I'm finding are you cup and weekly sheet cleaning <sighs> yes yeah, i know okay I know. You, if you're interested in co-hosting a podcast <laughs> <or> <laughs> in between on the hunt for someone who uses <laughs> tampons like an american and washes <laughs> their sheets <laughs> like a like a frat boy yeah <laughs> so david is in charge of our sheet washing and he's much better about it than i am Amazing. But I will say in regards to the cup, I am moving to the same street that Hannah lives on. So um, that is really exciting for us. And I would like to have her on the podcast. I don't know if she'll come back on to basically roast her about her actual cup usage. I don't want to like, again, spill her tea, but I, I have receipts of the text that she has sent me about the problems with her cup. So oh, I don't no. know she, what she has to say. And I do believe I'm allowed to talk about her since she co-founded this podcast. Yeah, with me, so absolutely. And yeah. She doesn't listen to it. So whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Thank, thanks for the, thanks for the like feminist tip. Hannah. <laughs> that, that will be our daily mail podcast episode. <laughs> like, former co-host roasted about that vaginal decision. <laughs> Perfect. We've got it. We've got it. Um, while we're talking about periods and moving away from that, I, you know, just sort of circle back to our last episode. Has Michelle Duggar ever had a period or just pregnancies? <laughs> That's a great question. No, I'm sure not. And I'm also sure that she has prayed hers away I, in the I times mean, when she's not pregnant. Yeah. But I, my, I was going to bring up, you said something that was going to segue into, did you watch all of Shiny Happy People? If yes. so, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to listeners, but my first reaction is like, oh, like, oh my God. Yeah. Just really horrific. Um, my second thought is an equally bad one, which is as a, uh, as a Catholic feminist democrat like i'm a very very complicated catholic yeah. um one of my first thoughts was like oh okay it's not just us then mm -hmm. i actually had a <laughs> lot of there is it made me realize that in my um evangelistic christian upbringing yeah there was a finer line than i care to admit of, yeah. between some of the theologies where i could yeah. see how easy it would be to like yes. float that way I did also feel like I should have employed blanket training more with my yeah. children because yeah. that actually seemed pretty convenient. Yeah. Traumatizing, but oh, pretty convenient. Deeply, deeply. Um, and yeah, it just was, you know, it's it's likely being billed as like, oh, it's the, the Duger family uh, documentary. And it's really about like, again, it's a, it's a cult yes. and it's religious zealots and extremism and mm -hmm. child abuse and sexual abuse and cover-ups and funneling resources to the most despicable of people. And it's, you know, so in a way, you know, I, like I said, my, my thought as a Catholic of like, Ugh, well, it's not just us who are like yeah. raping little kids and being, mm -hmm. being sketchy behind the scenes while a lot of really good people are doing really good things. Yep. You know, I don't think that all the people who joined I, uh, IBLP, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't imagine that 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 all of the people there were bad, like at the but low I've, level, you know, like at the people who are joiners and believers and are really trying. Like, I have to give that grace of, of thinking, you know, I hope that the, the things that that some of even the kids who had, who are now adults who have escaped were like, 
this is why it was appealing to my family. And they mm-hmm. found a lot of hope in it and they found a lot of meaning. And, and I can see that. I mean, you and I have talked before, like I, I could very easily be in a cult. I mean, yeah, I, I totally, very I totally easily could. At some point in my life, I might be. Right. Ooh. You know, but there is that like, yeah, co-signed to everything. That you yeah. Said. It's just, there's a, there's a universality in the, you know, in the ick of cult leadership, whoever mm-hmm. that may be. And if not cult, like even talking Catholic church wise, like just people in positions of power who don't make it right, who make it go away. Well, just, and I, you know, and I do feel like we have the power of hindsight, right? Yeah, like we have yeah. the, the power of being able to look from the exterior and say, obviously what was happening in that was dysfunctional and awful. Yeah. And how could these parents stay? You know, we have the power of that judgment. Yeah. But then I'm like, but anyone outside of my life choices could easily say the exact same thing about life choices that I make. Sure. Or then I go like spiral of, you know, we attend um, like a very large mega church here that there is probably some fair criticism of. And I'm like, well, we love it and feel like very spiritually fulfilled there. Yeah. And that's where I want my children. Yeah. But who's to say that if a documentary comes out that I wouldn't be like with if it was not named what the church was and people start talking about it, who is to say that I wouldn't say, "Ugh, who are those people in that cult? And it'd be me. I mean, religion becomes very tricky when you start to like really break it down of like, are we all? I don't know. Like, who's to say we're not all part of a spiritual manipulation, but we're not. I don't know. It becomes very complicated. But I did feel like. Jill Dillard was phenomenal in it. Oh, so articulate. And Mm -hmm. so um, I can just imagine, first off, her husband is like skinny baby Aaron Rodgers, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. So glad you said that. Um, Yeah. My husband is a a Green Bay fan. And I was like, this is weird watching Aaron Rodgers at age 24 (laughs) talk about all that. But but they, I, I just am so, like, that's, they were an example and there was the other couple too, like the guy with the funky hair. She had like curly hair. And they had like separated for a little while. Yeah. And, they back together. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and just seeing like, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm fascinated with other people's marriages. That's not what I mean. But like ma- my marriage is so unique and every mar- marriage has like a lot of parallels. Like people, do, we were saying about like in houses, people do these things in houses. It doesn't have to be the way everybody does it. People run their homes or lives in these ways. Marriages have some sort of general agreed upon momentum. And every one of them is different because the people in it are different. And just thinking through like these dramatic changes that these people individually, and then they as couples mm-hmm. and units of a bigger extended family, like my mom is one of 13. That was not a cult. It was just Catholicism. Yeah, sure. But, um, and I have so many aunts and uncles and cousins and in-law that, ex-law that. It's like, there's so many. Um, yeah. And I'm a, you know, I am my own individual nuclear family now, but, but I'm still kind of part of this bigger thing. All to say for Jill and her husband, who's you know, Aaron, Aaron, fine, Aaron Rogers, thank you. Just how fascinating to me, would it have been to like be along? How do I say this? To, to sort of see the conversations they started to have of like, uh, I don't like. You know, they gave us all the well. We talked about this, and then we talked about that. But just sort of I, I, the psychological unraveling of this, and them working together 
as a team on it. I really wanted more information about that as yeah. one as a, a voyeur, straight up as a voyeur. Totally that, and I, yes. And I became very interested in, were they on the same timeline? Yes. And ultimately they were an arranged marriage as part of this religion because he worked for her dad. and. Right. Was there resentment of would they have fallen in love anyway outside of these boundaries? Right. How do they have a functional relationship with all of that trauma? And then I also deeply wanted to, but I'm glad in many ways that they didn't. And David and I talked about this a lot after watching it. Um, hear more about the children who are still under oh, yeah. Jim, Bob and Michelle's yeah. roof because the deep complicated feelings for Jill and for the other sisters who seem to have separated like Jessa they showed clips of which yeah. I'm sure they had to get her permission for yeah. Ginger is that who else they showed clips of I don't know they're all sure with a J all J names um, yeah that seem to have separated from the parents the parental yeah. structure but all of those minor children who are still there how do you reconcile I'm leaving you there essentially yeah. or let me free you from this, but they can't like, right. I really wanted to understand that more, yeah. but then I'm also like for the protection of those children, I'm glad they didn't get into it, but yeah. I, I deeply wanted to know that part of it. The company. Yeah. And what kind of thoughts any of, any of the sisters who are out have thought, you know, and it's so, again, so interesting and, and looking at it from like the way males are raised and treated and the way females mm -hmm. are raised and treated in that cult, in that community, I want to say, but in the cult, you know, obviously Josh is in prison and should be yes. for his despicable, horrible things. Mm -hmm. The like sisters who are of age mm -hmm. got married, which is their way out. Yep. And then the other brothers who are of, who are 18 and older are carrying on. Mm -hmm. Yep, and that to me was so. Uh, I don't know. I I, I want to say it was fascinating, but just it's just so obvious. You yes. know, of course the boys are staying and are keeping on, keeping on because mm -hmm. this is set up to uh, benefit them. Yeah, a uh, hundred percent. So. Well, we have started watching a new show. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've watched it. It's called Righteous Gemstones on okay. HBO Max. I have not. Uh, I've heard of it, but have not watched it. It's third season just came out okay. and we are up to date now, which was a very sad realization for both <laughs> of us. It is excellent. It Great. is very R-rated, I will say. But the reason that I bring it up and segue to Shiny Happy People is it is essentially like a dark satire dramedy comedy i'm not quite sure like where to place it okay. um about a family who runs a southern mega church oh. and all of the behind the scenes john goodman is the patriarch oh, he boy. is also okay. a national treasure yes. um adam divine is one of the brothers okay. danny mcbride i think wrote the show or created the show he's one okay. of the brothers it is impeccable some of it is a little bit crude and crass which is not my comedic preference yeah but the writing and growing up in a southern church and being kind of part of that culture yeah. now it is so good yeah. i highly recommend <laughs> if you're looking for something just a little bit different right just oh, that's awesome but cool. with a with a very rated r and you have oh, yeah. to be able to have some like ability to be light 
about church and yeah. like irreverent about oh, church. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not, I do not recommend. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do it. understand that some people are not. But. Yes. Some people could take it seriously. Some people can, you know. Some people like a little heresy mixed in and that's yeah. fine. Yes. Blast for me. Blast for you. It's great. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything that you're consuming that's new and exciting? Literally consuming this, so, this soda um, yeah. that I mentioned because you have been drinking Olipop. I love Olipop. And I said to you, I don't know if it was the last episode or two ago where I was like, oh, I, I found that, but I did not. I found this one called Poppy. Yes. P-O-P-P-I. And um, and the little tagline of it says pop, cultured. And I guess it, it has prebiotics in it, mm-hmm. which I think basically means apple cider vinegar. Yeah, I think so. Is <laughs> it good? Do you uh, like it? Yes. Okay. It um it's sweeter than I would like. So this is the raspberry rose, or maybe it's raspberry rose, but there's no accent aigu. So <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to carry on as a former French student. Um, but I do like it. I feel like I would want to put. I'm drinking it. Oh no, it is like kind of pink. Now that I'm looking at it, I feel like if it were clear, I'd be weirded out. But it is pink, and it's got um it's sweetened with stevia, which is not my. I do not care for stevia. I don't but- care for it. But Olipop is also stevia, and it's the first thing that I've had with stevia that I have not like been very aware that it's stevia. Yeah. Like um, our former nanny Allison kept trying to like get me to stop drinking as much diet Dr Pepper, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, me, yeah, right? I was like, I won't, and gave me Doctor Zevia or something, Ooh, like via no. PhD yeah. or something, and it was horrific. Oh yeah, no. Now Olipop has a. Dr. Goodwin, which is like their riff on Diet Dr. Pepper. It is fine. I have <laughs> purchased it a couple times. Yeah. But I do like it because uh, I think I t- said this with a little splash of cream yeah. in them and they are top notch. I had an yeah. orange one with a little bit of cream in it today. Oh, that sounds good. I love a creamsicle moment. Yeah, that's exactly what I so, taste yeah. like. So this is like, um, you know, drinking it is uh, like, I like the flavor. And then right at the end, it's like, oops, stevia. So yeah, there it is. It's kind yeah. of that like, slippery feeling is that a weird way to describe it i feel like stevia feels slippery it's just like like a slippery mouth feel yeah truly <laughs> which like whoa okay <laughs> let's work talking, that into our daily mail about, yeah that soda <laughs> that, that slippery mouth feel soda mm-hmm. oh slippery would be all caps then oh yeah oh okay sorry that just that i feel like tactile. slippery mouth feel is worse than moist um tactile biden tactile biden's slippery mouth feel this is like anti-ASMR right now, uh, the exact opposite. So yes, what am I consuming? Literally the soda and um, and leftovers. I'm trying to like embrace a flexible, fun summer mom. And I'm doing a lot of batch cooking so that we can come home and be like, uh, eat this. There you go. <laughs> and it's, I love that. Yeah. Which like, duh. I know that most people live their lives that way instead of like psycho school year me who's like cooking dinners seven days a week until I'm like, no, I can't John do it. Uh, but this has been great. And also oh, good. like just really, really nice. Um, I finished woman on fire, which is a book about, uh, like the art heist. Oh great. yes, yes, yes. Highly recommend. Definitely, okay. definitely could see it being like an eight episode series or a good movie. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm reading now one called The Winemaker's Wife. It's by Kristen Harmel. Someone recommended a Kristen Harmel book to me called The Book of Lost Names. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple, I've, I've had a couple people say that they like that one. And then when I was at the library picking it off the shelf, next to it was the title The Winemaker's Wife. And I was like, 
Yep. Sounds good to me. Add to cart. So got that also. And I've just picked it up first and it's, you know, it's right in my wheelhouse of world war two plucky women in the resistance. But these, this time they're not in great Britain. They're in France in the <laughs> champagne, the champagne region. Uh, and, and it's I can make sure great. nothing better for you. Yeah. Nothing better suited than that. Exactly. I, just started uh, a book called The Turnout. Okay. Which I don't know who it's by. I was trying to look and see if I had it near me. Um, it seems to be a thriller about a ballet school. Okay. And two, two sisters. Do you know about this one? No, because I was like, Turnout. That's either going to be ballet. This is either going to be dance. Irish dance. <laughs> right. It's either going to be dance or it's going to be like voting. But I don't know why you would pick up a thriller about voting. So a ballet. I would pick out a thriller about voting, yeah. I think. I think we've been living in a thriller about voting, but um, I did, I was hoping, I guess, for like an Irish dance murder mystery, but it's it's like a ballet something. It's two sisters who inherited a ballet studio. They have a functional, dysfunctional relationship, maybe kind of black swanish. Okay. Hard to say. We'll keep you posted. Excellent. Yeah. Keep me posted. Um, We will definitely add to our list for next time to get into some Irish step because your girls are not in classes over the summer, correct? They are not. They had Irish fun camp. Oh, yeah. Two weeks ago, which was very, right. fun, very uh, fun, where they made paper mache pubs. I told you this, right, that I then got to bring home three of to stage in my house while it was for sale. They all got to name their pubs. Amazing. Very uh, exciting. And, and your husband does not drink. That's correct. He's and in the cupboard. Three, yes, and three pubs. Are, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> also, weirdly, no one left feedback about that. On their app. But um. Uh-huh. Then they're in a three-day workshop coming up, like to work on technique. Fabulous. But I'll just send you our studio owner, who I'm obsessed with, is gave me like some great insight for the girls and how to help them because they're all so different. I love it. Yeah. And so told me to, I was welcome to send her videos of them dancing that they thought were like their best dancing and sure. she would give feedback. So I did that. I'm terrified of her in like the best way. Like yes. she's lovely and I'm yeah. so intimidated of disappointing her. So I sent her two of Anna Blair that Anna Blair was really proud of. And she was so lovely back, but I understood none of her feedback. <laughs> and she was like, the girls will know what I'm saying. If you don't understand, I would love to explain it to you. And I was like, I will never ask you another question. <laughs> also, I have no idea what you're yes, saying. I don't know what language this is. It's not Gaelic, but it is Irish ship dance English. And I don't know. And I was like, uh, I will send it to my friend Mallory. Thank you. Amazing. Though. Yes. Which we have like done late night texts of like, what, what is that? Um, all to say, I signed my boys up for Irish ship dance intro camp. I'm so excited. In August, about which I like mentioned, I have not said a fucking word about it because Luke's just gonna be like, I don't want to. I don't want to mm-hmm. do which fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, we had camp battles this week and I not, but we're at 50 minutes already. I'm not getting into that. I won. That's the end of that. Battle. Go. Good yeah. for me. Good Spoiler for me. Alert. Spoiler alert. I won. Um, for Irish up dance camp. It's, it's like 90 minutes, five days. They'll Hello. live. They'll, They'll live. Be They'll be fine. And I think the thing that's, I mentioned it offhand today. And of course he's like, I don't really want to learn that. And then I think the thing that will actually get him to go is his like very BFF, Olivia D, not Olivia P. Um, sure. Olivia, right. Because they are entirely different people. Uh, so Olivia D goes to this school, as, oh. does her, as does her older brother. He also oh. dances there. So I think the idea, not only like your bestie will be here, but also a boy who mm-hmm. A, is older, B, you look up to. Yeah, he's cool. Like that's... I, Pray to Michael Flatley and to my blessed departed Irish dance teacher, Mary McInerney. Like, please get these boys 
a hoppin. Amen. Amen. If no other reason, his name is freaking Amen. He should Irish step dance. Um, but I hope that I hope that it will not be a battle come August 14th or whenever we start that. Well, so. I will be praying ahead Thank of time you. to the Duggars God and ours oof, about oof, that. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Whatever Gothard. Right. But um I am obsessed with the boy Irish dancers. Yeah. They are incredible and I uh our some of our dancers were just at nationals this week. Yeah. One of the boys, I think he's nine or 10. My girls are obsessed with him. He is so cute. I'll send you a picture. Um, He placed third in nationals and is going to worlds. And he was the, like, I don't know, what is it called? Reigning eight-year-old national champ. I'll send you some videos of him so you can be like, I know him. Pretend you know him. Perfect. I will. Like work at. Oh, I love that. And you know, with... um... It's not like a, I don't want to say it's the, there's so many reasons that I hope my boys like it and that I can enroll them in class. And one of the things that I love about the school I found is that boys get a 25% tuition discount. (laughs) Incredible. I was like, holy cow. Yep. But okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, We will be there. do not get that. We will, we we will jig on over to the school. Mm. I was, and, and, you know, I don't know if your school does like sibling discounts and stuff too. So I was like, this is a speaking, beautiful, beautiful (laughs) fiddle music to my frugal heart. So our school does cash discounts, which is a pretty sweet incentive, except I I never remember to get enough cash to pay for all of my children. (laughs) (laughs) But they do accept Venmo and that is just as convenient. Just as easy. So good. All right. Well, we will wrap it up a little bit over time, but I cannot wait to hear. We will be back hopefully before then. Yeah, we will. And before Taylor Swift drops another. Oh, geez. Album. Right. What's next? 1989 is probably 1989. Next. Which honestly. Our reputation. Mm-hmm. Reputation was after 1989. It was. Yeah. 1989 yeah. was her first like, I am not a country star. I am a pop yes, star. And it is her what a truly what a master. Oh, now we're going to go over again because of this. What a masterpiece is 1989. And since he's done this, he's become incredibly problematic and I will always ride or die for Mandy Moore, Ryan mm-hmm. Adams, ex-wife. Yes. Yes. Um, but Ryan Adams, like indie, cool, weirdo musician did a full album cover of 1989. That was awesome. It was so good. It was and so again, good. about him because apparently he's like such a creep. But. He's like super creepy and groomy and like Mandy Moore's a queen goodbye. Um, I know yeah. a friend, friend of the show, Rachel, like cannot stand her. And so anytime I like do anything Mandy Moore related, I'm like, Rachel, you love this. She's like, die. No, thank you. I don't want to hear her wispy voice or see her crappy acting and i love me anymore crush <laughs> we just watched i just introduced more about the princess diaries oh, and my um, gosh. you know anna lana and fontana and i was like yes welcome Amazing. to more your first Amazing. entree Andy. welcome welcome to it um so yeah that th- that cover of 1989 was so unique and different and awesome and i think just speaks to like 1989 is ex- it's just an, a masterpiece it's excellent and i am excited for her Updates. I'm excited for the vault songs from oh, 1999. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very yeah, excited for vault. Be great. All right. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. I well, can't wait for the uh the Daily Mail headline title, which is gonna take up <laughs> all the of the entire show notes. It'll like, just be the show notes. It'll break Zencaster when we try and upload it. No questions. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back whenever we feel like it. When we when we get around to it. Bye guys. Bye.